Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser. So grateful that you joined us on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. I apologize for my voice all week. I've been dealing with a little cold that's been uh, scratching my throat. Uh, but uh, God is good, and he's a healer, and he's still in the healing business. And I feel a lot better today uh, than I did last week for sure. Uh, all week we've been talking about discipleship on the Encounter Radio Show. Hope you tune in to the other podcast and radio shows. You can go to WJMM website and uh, click on podcast to listen to them. Thank you for tuning in. Also, thank you for tuning in to my uh, to Hope is Here with Greg Horn and Greg Williams, uh, Love and Lordship, uh, which is right before the Encounter Radio Show. Uh, those guys are doing a phenomenal job uh, preaching on hope and disciple. Greg is just a great discipler and teacher and uh, really just hits a home run on every show. And I'm so grateful uh, for his calling and his radio show as well, too. Uh, but thank you again. Uh, for more information, you can email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org or go to thehopeencounter.org uh, for how you can support our, our ministry and this radio show. Uh and so once again, Anchor 6, embrace discipleship as the pathway to transformation. We've been talking about this all week. I'm going to sort of summarize everything. You know, transformation is another word for discipleship. And once again, I've been mentioning this all week. Disciples are constantly being changed. They're constantly growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You never arrive. See, the whole essence of Christianity is to allow God to change our stinking way of thinking every day. God wants to change Bill Reeser's stinking way of thinking every day, every month, every year. See, we are creatures of habit. And just hearing the word change makes many of us cringe. And other than that, not liking change, many of us really struggle with experiencing positive and godly changes in our lives. Why is that? Well, I'm going to give you some reasons why it's so hard to change, why it's so hard to embrace discipleship. One is because we've had issues, defects for a very long time. Some of us have been screwed up for a, a lot of years, and many of us have been perfecting them most of our lives. See, we get comfortable with them, and without, and without you realizing it, you subconsciously feed them when you're not allowing God to change them because it's all you know how to do and what you've been training yourself to do most of your life. Another reason why it's hard to change is we've identified ourselves with our defects most of our lives. Well, it's just like me to be late all the time. It's just like me, you know, to struggle with codependency. You know, hi, my name is, you know, Joe and I'm an alcoholic. You know, I'm this, I'm that. I'm everything but God's, what God created me to be is what we declared to the world. And before you know it, we've got an identity crisis, which is why we preach Anchor 4 all the time. Uh, but I want to remind you today that to be the best disciple and to to embrace the discipleship pathway that God has for you, you have to remind yourself and never declare to anyone that you are not your sins. You are not your defects. And But we declare to people all the time our sins and our defects. And another reason why it's hard to change is because our defects have a payoff. You know, there's a reward to everything that you do. People don't do things that aren't rewarded. And whatever is rewarded always gets repeated, even if it's, you know, detrimental to your life. And if you're doing something that you know isn't good or it's self-destructive or it's ruining a relationship or messing up your marriage or destroying your finances or whatever, it's because there's some kind of payoff. Maybe it's an emotional payoff, a relational payoff, a physical payoff, but there's always a payoff. And maybe you don't see it, but we don't do things that aren't rewarded. And that's true in every area of life. 
I don't know what the payoff is for the defects you have in your life. Maybe it's to mask your pain. Maybe it's to cover up a fear. Maybe it's to give you an excuse to fail. Maybe it's to compensate for guilt. Maybe it's to get back at somebody, a former spouse or a parent. I really don't know. It may be giving you attention, but there's a payoff to everything that you do. And that's why it's hard to change even the stuff we don't like about ourselves because we don't often know why we do it. And there's a fourth reason why it's difficult to change these hard ingrained defects in our lives because Satan discourages you. He discourages me. And he wants you to stay stuck in your stuckness. And he's constantly suggesting negative thoughts to you. Truth is, you get thoughts in your mind all the time. Satan is constantly doing this to you. And once you start to work on something in your life that you want to change, he'll start saying things like, who do you think you are? You're never going to change. You haven't been able to change in the past. What makes you think things are going to be different now? Do you think you're going to be able to change now? What do you think you're doing? You can't do this. It's hopeless. You're helpless. It's not going to work. Don't ever do this. Don't ever open up the Bible. Don't ever stop praying. Don't ever start obeying God's word. Don't ever start going to encounter. Don't ever, don't ever start going to church. Then, then if it starts working, he'll start telling you, oh, it's not going to work very long. You might as well just give up. Yeah, you might have had success for a day, a week, a month, a year, but it's not going to work in the long run. And if the lies don't work, then he throws a bunch of fear at you. If any of that fear starts taking root, then he throws anxiety, stress, nervousness, even physical sickness, uh, all designed to make you give up and throw in the towel. He, he'll even give you good options instead of God options so that you get so busy doing good things, you, you neglect the God things in your life. And then he starts throwing a bunch of fear at you, a bunch of fiery darts at you, all these negative deeds, doubt, disappointments, delays, all these things, they're all being planted in your mind. And I could just go on and on and on about the tricks, schemes, strategies of the devil, of, how he, of what he uses to derail you uh, away from God's best for you. And those are just a few reasons why it's hard for you to change. And that's why I want you to be a part of the encounter ministry. That's why I want you to do an encounter Bible study. We teach you how to do warfare. We teach you how to get dressed for battle. We teach you how to, how to overcome all these negative thoughts that get all these negative flaming arrows that get thrown at you, how to walk in authority, defeat the devil, how to win spiritual battles in your life. Now, if you've been working the first five anchors, this is, and you've been part of the encounter ministry, this is not new information. You already know most of this stuff. You stop playing God by trying to change on your own. Hope has been restored and you surrendered your life to the finished work of Christ. You now believe who you are in Christ. You understand your identity. And now you've allowed the Holy Spirit to take you on a reflective journey, connecting the dots of your past so that you now know every single character defect you have and why up to this point you have struggled with them. And you've allowed the Holy Spirit to reveal and rip out the root issues of your life. And you've allowed God to wipe out your shame, guilt, pain, and regrets. And now you're ready to change and get discipled once and for all. Friends, that's what happens at the Encounter Ministry. These anchors set you up so that you can now grow, so that you can now get discipled, so that you can now be free. It's all about changing and growing. Discipleship will do that for you. And no matter where you are on this pathway of discipleship and becoming more like Jesus, I need to say a few things about you. You have to know this. That God is for you and not against you. You have to know that God loves you at every level of growth that you reach. For every milestone, for every level, for every victory, and for every setback, for every broken promise you ever made to God, for every relapse and moral spiritual failure you have ever experienced, God could not love you any more in your growth and he could not love you any less in your failures. 
Nothing in all creation can ever separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus in any stage of your growth and desire to be more like Jesus and get discipled. Do not listen to the voice of the enemy that has convinced you that God has given up on you and God has stopped loving you. Do not let fear, doubt, and unbelief keep you from being discipled. Do not let a lack of confidence keep you from learning all you can about Jesus and his teachings and being the best disciple that he's called you to be. Listen, it's God's job to teach you and it's God's job to change you. It's God's job to sustain you. You can't teach yourself to be discipled. The Holy Spirit guides, leads, and explains the truth of God that transforms and changes you into a disciple. But God uses disciples to make disciples, and God wants you to be discipled so you can make disciples. I guess I've always been discipling people for as long as I can remember. Even before I got saved, I was in when I was living in New York City, I actually was a golf pro giving golf lessons. I had the only golf store on Wall Street and I had uh, an executive from Sony from Japan uh, come into my store and I gave him uh, a lesson and uh, changed his whole uh, golf swing. It just made him so much better. He loved it. He did what I told him to do. And I, I'll never forget, he called into, the off, into my store wanting another lesson and a girl that worked for me answered the telephone and he said, I'm so-and-so. And, and the girl said, well, who are you? And he, said, and he said these words. He said, I am a disciple of Mr. Reeser. And, and he said it with so much conviction that I am a disciple of Mr. Reeser. Now, uh, while I would not consider what I was doing was any, any part of discipleship, guess what? It certainly was to that man. Why? Because he wanted to change his golf swing and he was willing to do whatever I told him and he did what I told him and he experienced change and transformation and he was a much better golfer. See, there was no hesitation on his part to obey what I was teaching him in those lessons. And because of his willingness to go all in with what I was teaching, he changed his swing and started playing better golf. And I consider him a great disciple just of the game of golf. Now listen. The world system of dealing with your sins and problems, like I mentioned earlier this week, is abstinence with the goal of sobriety. But again, whatever you resist is always going to persist. That's the problem with abstinence and letting your goal just be sobriety. But trying not to do something the rest of your life will wear you out. God's method is simply change the channel and, and let him... The Holy Spirit changed the channel of your thoughts, actions, motives, heart, feeling, and circumstances. And God's method and formula to change has always and will always be discipleship. And being a disciple of Jesus is a lot different than just going to church once or twice a week. To get excited because the preacher moved you, the band inspired you is nice, but that's not spiritual growth. God saved you for a purpose. God saved you so you can become a disciple. Again, I mentioned this earlier. It's not enough simply to say, I'm on my way to heaven. The issue is, are you becoming like the one who's taking you to heaven, who made a way for you to, to enter into heaven? That's discipleship. Tony Evans says, discipleship is the developmental process that progressively brings Christians from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity so that they are then able to reproduce the process with someone else. The singular overarching goal of a disciple is to bring their entire life under the lordship of Jesus Christ and then help someone else 
do the same. Notice how it brings it full circle that we are to make disciples going out to all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded them. And surely God will be with us to the very end of age. Whether that be at home, in your relationships, at work, in church, through mentoring or volunteering in a variety of ways, your life ought to be about discipling others to become more like Jesus. That's your highest calling and purpose. Listen, all life is is preparation for eternity. All life is is one lifelong interview for your eternal position. But what you do here determines what you will do in heaven. And discipleship requires that your mindset, that your thinking go way beyond a salvation experience. Discipleship is now your pathway now once you are saved. And now listen, you can be saved but not be discipled. It's a life of enjoying and embracing the entire life and will of God for your life at every stage and every level. So listen, I want to encourage you. Uh, I want I want to get you to the place where you hear at the end of your lives that you can say with confidence, I've fought the good fight. I've run the race well instead of making the cut of heaven by getting out of my he- out of hell free card that Jesus gave me. I want you to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be ready for eternity. And I want you to embrace this life of discipleship. Again, embrace Romans 12, 1 and 2. In view of God's mercy, offer your body a living sacrifice before God, holy and pleasing as your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Thank you for being a part of the Encounter Radio Show. Thank you for embracing discipleship as a pathway, the only pathway that you have now once you are saved. Thank you so much for your support and listening once again.